Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. We're joined by Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi. It's good to have you back on the show. Um, for folks listening, if you're interested in hearing more of Rachel's thoughts after the episode, you can find her on Twitter at Rachel underscore reviews and also online at uh, her website, which is uh, rachelsreviews.net. Do I have that right, Rachel? Yeah, that's right. And at the Hallmarks podcast. Yeah, Hallmark's podcast. Yes. You're a big fan of the, of the Hallmark uh, Christmas movies. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here today to talk about a movie that I don't think is terribly far afield from a Hallmark film. Uh, it's the new Downton Abbey movie, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Rachel, um, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, it's a really fun movie. We pick up with the Crawley family and the downstairs staff uh, from the movie from 2019 they do uh, a little uh catch up on the family at the beginning so if you haven't seen that or haven't watched the show they they i think do a pretty good job of making this accessible to everybody and uh, basically the main plot you've kind of got two plots going on you have uh you have uh, violet that has been uh given uh, a villa in the south of france and uh, we kind of wonder what's going on with her and uh, how, why did this person give her this villa? They go down to France, half of kind of half of the staff and family. And then the other half of the staff and family is at Downton Abbey and they uh, are shooting a movie there, which is very exciting. And, and uh, so, yeah, that's the, the main, I guess, plot. So what did you think of it? I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I think this has been such a consistent series and uh, and now two movies. And honestly, if every couple of years we got a Downton Abbey movie, I wouldn't complain. I think that uh, it's been a very uh, well done, well written. Julian Fellows does such a good job. And he manages to keep so many characters and their arcs all working all at the same time. And uh, and uh, so it just since I already have an attachment to these characters, uh, that helps. And uh, I don't know, I just thought all the way around it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I, I love returning to the world of, of Downton Abbey and meeting these characters again. Yeah. Um, it is kind of a, a fantasy world. And, and to me, at least as the series progressed and as the movies have uh, come along, it feels more and more like a fantasy, a little, um, you know, not as grounded, but, um, I'm okay with that. I, I just enjoy entering this world. I enjoy the costumes. I enjoy the, the, the scenery is beautiful. Um, there's drama in the movie, but not very much. I mean, this is a Mm -hmm. very kind of just kind of pleasant, yeah, nice warm bath kind of movie. I mean, it just relaxes you. And, um, and I'm fine with that too. Um, you know, it tries to manufacture some drama with, you know, the past of, you know, Maggie Smith character. I, I didn't really, it, that never really grabbed me, but um, mm-hmm. I did like the whole, uh, you know, filming a movie at Downton Abbey. And of course this disrupts everything. And I, I liked that aspect of it. Although one kind of major point of that um little subplot is kind of lifted from singing in the rain, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was still fun. Um, yeah, it's just a really, uh, enjoyable film. 
So I'm someone who's been on record on this podcast uh, before saying that I, I like movies where people are being nice to each other. And this is one of those movies. Uh, and so I like it for that. That said, I almost kind of wish there had been a little bit more drama. Um, there was one particular subplot. I won't say who it was with, but they're, they're, they have a scene toward the end. And I was anticipating some something not good happening afterward. But no, it was fine. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, so like I was I found I realized I'm pining for some kind of drama here, like some kind of whatever. But, you know, this movie is just it is what it is. Um, the only exception to the people being nice to each other thing is with um, this French widow. So, right. you know, the Maggie Smith character, as, as Rachel mentioned, she is bequeathed to this villa in the south of France by a man who she she knew like 60 years earlier. And, you know, they certainly spent a few days together. Did they, you know, did they consummate something or, or not? We, we, we don't learn that till the end of the movie, but um, they certainly he certainly had a thing for her. And he leaves her this villa that was very uh, important to his family and the, and the wife. Um, he leaves it to Maggie Smith. And like, yeah, like the, the widow is very obviously like kind of disconcerted by this. And no one, including her son, seems to really care all that much. I mean, they're, they're just like, well, you know, this is what he said in the will. So I don't know. That was, I felt a little weird about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> She's a bit one note. Uh, I'll grant that, but uh, but I, I think the son is trying to uh, honor the wishes of his father, uh, and that's kind of his priority. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I can see I can see that point. My only, I guess, gripe with the movie was I just wish they'd been able to get Matthew Good to come. I, I guess he, I don't know, he was shooting a different TV show or something, because to have with what happens at the end to have him not be there for lady Mary feels unbelievable. There's no way that he wouldn't be there for what happens at the end. Uh, and so it just feels like, boy, lady Mary just has the worst luck with men <laughs> that he wouldn't be there for her. Um, and she gets kind of tempted, I guess, by this movie director. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I just, it, I wish it could have been a little more swoon worthy for her. <laughs> yeah. Now that said, the, the director played by Hugh Dancy, I actually like Hugh Dancy in this. Um, he's currently starring in the new Law and Order show, which I don't like him in that. <laughs> uh, so I was happy to see him in this and, and, and appreciate his performance. Uh, you know, I, I kind of think though that there's a nice parallel between what Lady Mary has or with this director and what Maggie Smith's character had with the Frenchman 60 years previous. I, I actually kind of like the way Julian Fellows parallels their stories a bit. Um, That's an interesting point. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um, you know, I read a review somewhere after we saw it that was saying how and it was a negative review. But they were like, well, I guess there's probably just going to keep being more and more of these movies. And I actually think this movie has a very big sense of being like kind of a swan song. Um, they are really trying hard to wrap up plot lines uh, in mm -hmm. this movie. And, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe they will make another one. I don't know. But if I have one big criticism of this movie, and, and I will say 
I, I actually kind of really adore this film. It's it's cheesy and and wholesome and and you know it's like a nice plate of cookies that you want to just <laughs> devour. Um, sorry, I like it. That said, uh, the pacing of it is really super quick. I mean, there are scenes that that are feel like they're not finished, and then they cut to. Um, Another scene. Mm-hmm. There are relationships. There are relationships that don't get to breathe. Um, yeah, and that really kind of felt a little jarring. I was noticing that this is director Simon Curtis has not had anything to do with Downton Abbey before. He's never directed. He didn't direct the past movie. He didn't direct any of the episodes. He is married to Elizabeth McGovern, <laughs> so I don't know whether that what's, what's going on there. But no, um, that's my only real like issue or quibble with the movie is just the it's 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 got a lot going on this this would be good for a whole season but they 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 crammed all this into two hours what what about you rachel what do you think of that yeah i mean because you've got the two storylines going on so there is quite a bit because you've got all the stuff in france and then you have all the stuff in it with the movie uh so it it is pretty busy but i think they do a, a pretty good job of of uh balancing all these characters and i uh i i think that uh they uh they they leave it in a place where it could definitely be the end but if they wanted to they could still keep telling more stories i think um it sounds like it it didn't do as well as i thought it was going to do this uh for the thursday thursday night showing so maybe uh we won't be getting any more but uh but yeah, I can see what you're saying. It is definitely a lot of characters to be balancing. Uh, it helps that we're all that a lot of us at least are already so invested in all of these characters. So we don't need, you know, we can just start up right away with them. But yeah, I think that's my big criticism too. Um, it's obvious he wants to give Julian fellows wants to give every character a little something. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's just not enough time with all these characters to give them something substantial enough. And so, you know, a scene will start and it'll feature a character and they're lucky if they have more than, you know, two lines before it, it moves on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some pretty important developments that happen with some of these characters. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, you know, what did you think of, of Thomas? Well, yeah, his, I was going to I was going to mention Thomas the Butler. I mean, that's a pretty his life changing plot that he has in this movie, and uh, I don't know, he's maybe on screen for ten minutes. It's it's just these you know yeah. little interspersed scenes that are pretty life changing, but they're just not given enough time to really breathe, and that's just kind of the nature of this film with all these characters and trying to get it something done in in two hours it's just it's just kind of how it is but it does feel rushed for that reason mm-hmm. i think one of you mentioned earlier that the part of the, the shooting the film storyline is totally cribbed from um singing in the rain uh the thomas the butler subplot uh if folks listening are not already familiar with uh carrie grant and randolph scott you should google <laughs> carrie grant and randolph scott and there's a there's an article somewhere that's written about it, their relationship. You, you should read that, and you basically have <laughs> Thomas the Butler's subplot. Um, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. You know, like every movie that's set in the past is 
almost more reflective of when it's made than actually of the era that it's set in, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, Gone with the Wind or what, or, or Downton Abbey, right? And, um, I, I like that. I really do. Don't get me wrong. I, I like how kind of very open minded the folks in Downton are about Thomas's sexuality, but it's complete 21st century, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So any, it any... is kind of funny in the uh, in the show uh, when he uh, gets caught at one point and uh, and uh, Mr. And, and Lord Crowley he's, his response is well we had, we all had fun in Eden or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was probably not very realistic, <laughs> but it's a it's a nice way to kind of I don't know for his character you get a happy ending. I mean that's. The uh, I I was actually just talking to a friend about that with Bridgerton because they're saying that that we, we were speculating together if if they're going to make uh, the Benedict character uh, a gay character and um, they've dabbled in it already um, where he isn't in the books um, and the problem with that is that it's hard hard to give a happy ending which it's a very positive you know kind of escapist show for the time that it's said, it's pretty tough to give a, a queer character a happy ending and have it feel like even remotely, you know, believable, um, even harder than this time going back to Regency time. Um, it's tough. Uh, you know, we'll see, I guess what they can do, but, um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, that's a challenge. Well, I would say that, you know, if, if you like Downton Abbey, you will like this movie. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, it was really fun. I thought the whole scene where all the downstairs staff all get to dress up for the for the movie. Yeah. So you see them in the fancy clothes, and that was fun. Yeah, yeah, cute. I've had that experience in in real life, seeing them on the red carpet, and you, you know, like see Mrs. Patmore in a gown, and it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Mrs. Hughes, and it's fun. What would you give this out of ten, Rachel? I think I gave it a seven, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ashley? I'm giving it a seven also. A seven for me too. So it's a seven out of 10 from us. Um, it is on the tomato meter. It has a certified fresh 85% from critics and a 98%, 98% from audiences. I will say though, I wonder who the 2% of the audience is where the saw this yeah. thing. <laughs> and, and we're like, no, this, this sucks. Uh, so maybe, maybe not everyone would like it. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, Down Abbey. And there's, always one, there's always one of those. <laughs> well, we were at lunch before recording this, and there was a, a group of uh, older people, senior citizens, who were getting ready to go see Down Abbey, A New Era. I hope they like it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Rachel. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.